Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yakgadget, for all your fine quality kayak fishing accessories. Go to yakgadget.com. Sell it from cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to Pelican.com and the 153 Bait Company for all your hard and soft bait needs. Go to the153angler.com. So join with me as together we dive into the tips and techniques that will help make us better anglers out on the water. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. Uh, I am the host of the Noob Show, Sean Lavery. Thanks again for joining me this week. And uh, tonight we have a returning guest. It's been a while since he's been on the Noob Show, but I'd like to welcome back Mr. John Toast Oats from thefishyacker.com. Welcome back to the show, John. What's up, Sean? Good to see you again. Good to see you again, too, bud. Um, So uh, for the folks that uh, maybe missed the first time you were on or haven't seen Fish Yacker, uh, why don't you just give them a quick overview of who you are? Uh, we can let them look up the other show if they really want to dig in because you kind of went into you are you know you know have a pretty storied history in the uh, kayak fishing community so yeah um, i guess <laughs> <laughs> i've been around for a minute i guess uh again I'm, I'm john ost most people just call me toast uh from the virginia beach area originally i actually grew up fishing for uh redfish and stripers and flounders and specks I moved up this way to to, uh, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania on the north branch of the Susquehanna River back in 09. So a lot of people would think, oh, man, you're a Smalley guy. Well, I grew up mainly doing saltwater and uh, a lot of the tidal rivers like the Chickahominy and stuff like that at James down in Virginia. Uh, But, uh, you know, cop by trade back in uh, 07, I started the Fish Yacker YouTube series. I got just shy of like 6 million views, I think, on that. Uh, but now I primarily fish the Susquehanna River, but I uh, do a lot of the, the, the BASS Kayak Nation tournaments. 
uh, do a lot of local and regional tournaments, do a lot of bass tournaments too, power boats. And uh, that's Coco, if anyone's ever seen the video, kind of wants to come in. But uh, yeah, I, I, I travel anywhere and fish anywhere for anything. But uh, yeah, primarily known for the Fish Yacker, uh, you know, YouTube channel. And that's uh, that's where I first got in contact with you or heard about you uh, was through that. Uh, I was, you know, searching for some technique and happened upon a, a video that you had done and, um, you know, been following ever since, uh, particularly because, you know, you and I do fish a lot of the same waters. I don't generally make it up as far north as you are, but, uh, you know, it, it is still somewhat similar, you know, uh, yeah. not exactly the same. But so, um, again, you know, definitely, guys. Check out fishacker.com for, you know, tons of great inform information. I think the first time we had you on, we talked about, um, you know, your searching AliExpress for budget lures and stuff like that. And uh, so there's definitely, uh, you know, I've benefited from that. I, I do still, you know, check out things now and then. Um, it takes a while to get here, but, you know, every once in a while you'll find a gem that, you know, save you a bunch of money. So. Yeah, it's not what it was a couple of years ago when we filmed that, though. <laughs> the whole like AliExpress world has totally changed. It is definitely different. So, and definitely, you know, a little, you know, use a little caution on what you're doing there because, you know, there has yeah. been all sorts of stuff with, uh, you know, kind of security things there, too. But um, that being said, the reason why I brought you on tonight was I uh, happened upon a video that you did not too long ago. Um, talking about a cold water technique that I have not had a lot of success with. I, uh, in my, you know, I haven't fished a ton of cold water because I didn't get a dry suit until uh, kind of the middle of last year. Um, so last last winter was probably my longest foray into cold water fishing because uh, I actually had the equipment to do it safely. But um, I, you know, didn't have much luck at all on anything. But um, one of the things that I did try briefly um was the hair jig and um i saw you do a show on them and so uh i reached out to the the vendor who you uh mentioned and we'll we'll definitely bring them up here in a bit uh because I, I think they're definitely make a great product but um yeah so hair jigs yeah what uh what makes them such a good technique for this time of year well when people think of hair jigs, a lot of them, especially on the mid-Atlantic, think a lot more like, you know, striper fishing, like bucktails. Like a bucktail, right? Yeah. But uh, they're really, they're, they're a 12-month lure, even on the Susquehanna. Uh, if we, you know, don't have ice chunks floating down the river, you can catch a, a smallie on a hair jig. Uh, I go down south and, and catch uh, spotted bass on them, largemouth on them. You can catch anything on them. But uh, during the winter, they're just just deadly just because of the action that you can impart onto the lure. I mean, for those that like fishing a, a Ned rig, and I just have one here for uh, to kind of show you the comparison. And I got a little jar of water here. But if you like fishing a, a, a Ned rig, a hair jig is basically a Ned rig on steroids. Uh, we're all familiar, and again, I'm using smaller ones here a lot. This time of year, you want to use a smaller presentation as you can, but these are typically what I have here, like eighth of an ounce to a quarter ounce. And just for, for the show, I've got, a, for instance, I've got the silicone skirted jig. Most people are more familiar with that. But this uh, just 
to, this when the water gets cold, you can still catch a lot of fish on silicone skirts. But when you start throwing uh, hair hair jigs like marabou or you know rabbit fur, any all the different hair, but you, again, there's a difference in the type of hair you're looking at. But uh, this will just flutter. Like I said, and and, and for instance, uh, this one I've already got wet. I'll show you in the jar in a second. But uh, this is one from Wake Up Jigging, the one I used in that video. And essentially, this has a similar action to the Ned Rig uh, in that if they're using a floating hair uh, and the way they're tying it, it'll actually go vertically, almost like a crawfish presentation, if not better uh, flotation than you even have on the TRD from a Z-Man. Uh, but this, when you got the cold water, it doesn't affect the hair or the fur on it, and that stuff just flutters. I mean, amazing action to it. When you talk about the plastics, the action often isn't as good, as cold as it gets. But you can use this. If the water's not frozen, you can use it. You can even, again, you can ice fish with them. But uh, it's all about the size and uh, the weight that you're looking for. But, yeah, if you like throwing a Ned Rig, you definitely got to try Air Jet. And uh, I've seen some amazing uh, underwater video where the hair is just kind of pulsating and like it's just such a natural movement, uh, even almost more so than the way the TRD and, you know, some of those uh, never, uh, the uh, plastic uh, baits work. So, so I've uh, got a jar here. Again, I'll try to do this without uh, getting myself soaking wet. But uh, it's basically just basically as you're seeing the hair, the uh, Ned rig. The whole concept, again, the TRD, it's not quite as uh, wide of a jar, but you're looking at a buoyant material there with Elastec. Don't get me wrong, I love Elastec. This stuff's great and it's indestructible. But again, that's why they joke and they call the TRD the turd. Because again, when it's really cold, you're still going to get some action in that, but you're not going to get as much. Again, this is a slow-moving, dragging presentation, and they will work quite well sometimes during the during the winter, especially if you find a, a school. But uh, the action you can impart—that's just and just look at the way that puffs out right away. Like it, you know, it looked kind of like a drowned rat when you were had it out of the water, but as soon as you put yeah. it in the water, man, it. It, that skirt just puffs out and yeah. Yeah, you can, you can again, we get them with the right material like this. You're looking at a buoyant hair on it, and this will essentially stand up again if I had a wider jar, just like the TRDs do. And you can have even more action in it. Uh, again, I, and I'm using a round ball jig head on these, I'm not using a flat mushroom head. And you're still getting that that vertical landing presentation, just like you would in the uh, Elastec. But uh, the ones here, again, this one uh, is primarily hair. But I mean, I, I'll use them like this one, a brown one here. I know uh, Matt, the guy with uh, Wake Up Jigging, you know, tied this one for me again. <laughs> and the one you've got there uh, got a little bit of the flash in it. Uh, oh, I've there's got my brown one. Yeah. Yeah, even the hook the hook matches on this one too. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you can get put. Sometimes you can mix silicone with it for a for a combination of different actions. And the funny one is, uh, if you go to your local like Walmart or somewhere, get a local craft store if you can find it. Get some uh, craft fur. This is a synthetic craft fur. Uh, it's a little bit bigger jig head. It's like a three sixteenths right here. 
but uh, I'll use this and drag it on the bottom of the brown for that uh, crayfish presentation. And what I've actually done there, I actually cut a strip of the craft fur because the fur is only maybe an inch or so long. So I actually cut a long rectangle of it out. And I'll give some credit there with uh, with Jeff Little. He used to do something similar back in the day too. But uh, again, you're looking as basically a piece of cloth in there that gives it some flotation, some buoyancy, and actually helps it to wave in the water. But again, you, you can use basically anything. I mean, heck, your dogs shed a lot. Pick some dog hair off the floor. <laughs> I mean, it's you can tie them, and, and the fish would just, if you if they're in the mood for that, they'll obliterate it. I mean, I, I did do a video since the one that you and I were talking about. Ironically, uh, the water we're talking now in Susquehanna has gotten really cold, and we're actually catching more on small silicone jigs than the hair jig. So, again, there are times when you can find something else that will work better. But uh, if nothing is working, go to a downsized hair jig. And uh, again, I use like a typically like an eighth of an ounce and just let the current drag it. If it's not too heavy like this, again, you'll snag the heavier ones up if you're not paying attention. But uh, just let that drift on current seams, slowly dragging along the bottom. And again, if it's warmer water, usually just like a Ned rig, but they'll pick it up. The, the, the lazy cold fish will definitely hit air jig. As long as the water ain't frozen, you'll catch a fish on them. Okay. And, and uh, that kind of led me to uh, my next question was going to be um, generally working it because one of the things that I was frustrated with a lot was that I was hanging up a lot. Now with a Ned rig, sometimes I'll rig it um, kind of at an angle so that I'm covering the hook, which kind of cuts down on my hangups a little bit, but with a hair jig, you're not really going to do that. So I was curious um, how you're working that if you're, Looking for, you know, obviously slower moving or even, you know, not stagnant, but very slow moving current. And if that was kind of how you were not snagging up as much. Um, I know in the video that uh, I watched, you talked about casting into the faster movement water and then pulling it just into the slow moving. So it was kind of sitting right on that edge. And um, so I, you know, that made sense to me, but uh, I was just curious, like I, if I fish from shore, I know I would snag up a lot. <laughs> That's why I have, I carry lots and lots of hair. <laughs> You're going to lose them, especially on the Susky or Rocky River like this. Uh, but yeah, you find those current seams adjacent to deeper holes, especially right now. If you can find those deeper holes, they're going to be down, hunkered down in it. Uh, funny thing is, the same place you're going to find these eddies where you're going to find these fish, you don't know what you're going to hook into. It's a good chance you're going to snag like a 30-pound carp, too. <laughs> you look at the videos from last year. Whenever the river's up, the carp, or, the carp and quillback are going to the same areas. And sometimes you'll hook them in the lips. Sometimes they'll take them. Sometimes you're just getting them under the, the fins, though, and you're in for the ride of a lifetime. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you just, you're just going to – Find those holes with a little bit of current next to it, cast it out, just drift it through real slowly, and drag it. I mean, you can hop it a little bit as the water temperature gets better, but this time of year, basically almost dead sticking. And just, okay. just find those deeper holes. Just, I mean, you can find a deeper hole. Again, deeper hole for what we're talking about is six feet. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, right. there's places where we'll go where it's like 10 or 15 feet, and they're in there usually like right below ledges, right next to drop-offs just hunkered down up against whatever type of current break they can find. Uh, and they will hit them too. People say, oh, well, what about when it's really muddy? You can still pick them up when it's muddy. I mean, I catch a lot of fish in muddy water on the Susky on a hair jig. They'll still hit it. 
it sounds like like almost the same exact places I would be targeting with a Ned rig. So it that I, it seems like an easy transition to make. Um, same thing. Yeah. Cool. And um, like I know, like the video I watched, you were fishing from shore. But if you were out in a kayak, would you anchor or would you actually float with the current and then just kind of let it bop along too, or are you anchoring and bringing it to you, or how do you kind of work that? Or both? I'm not. Again, I'm not much of an anchor guy when it comes to the current, uh, but if you got a stakeout pole or power pole or something, a you know, a river stick, for instance, the sorter ones we have for yak attack. But uh, if you can get up in those eddies behind a bigger boulder or something or hugging the shoreline, if you're looking for a, par a part of the river that comes and it turns and you're looking at a point and just below it, if there happens to be deeper water, just hug up into that eddy. Uh, I usually don't anchor again because I lose again. I either flip or lose the anchors. That's just my <laughs> life, right? But uh, yeah, that's where you want to be. Just hug it with the kayak. Again, where I'm catching them off the shore, the same type of place you can get to with a kayak easy. Again, right. be careful this time of year with the, again without the dry suit because you're talking this presentation. I'm out there in like you know 40 degree, 38 degree water. But uh, yeah, they're usually hugging structure. Sometimes it'll be out deep out in the middle. But a lot of times you're just looking at those eddies right along the shoreline. And that's how I was catching them. That, that video, I caught over half a dozen fish in about a half an hour. Right. Uh, just because I figured out the pattern. They, that's what they wanted was a black hair jig. Right. And um, that was, uh, and, and most of the time you were actually, you were imparting the movement for the most part. It is drifting with the current, but you're kind of bringing it along, correct? Yeah, you're bringing it along, but I mean, to be totally honest, that day, most of the bringing, moving it along was to keep it off the bottom enough so it wouldn't go right into the rocks. Gotcha. I mean, okay. you're talking, this time of year, you're talking about just slow dragging. Okay. Slow dragging. Again, as it warms up a little bit, again, like the, the pre-spawn bite, you're going to be hopping it. And uh, they'll, they'll just obliterate it. And again, as it gets warmer, you can use larger presentations and stuff. But this time of year, heck. Color doesn't always even matter. I mean, I will use white, black, everything, but just this time of year, basically, just letting the current push it a little bit because, again, we're using a lighter weight on it and just kind of dragging it. And in water, you got to think because, again, like I showed you in that, that, that jar, you don't have to move them. That current is going to make it wiggle and move around. That's a cool thing compared to soft plastic. You don't have to do anything to make this thing move. It's really just, it's, it's cool. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to trying the, the wake up jigs just because of what you said about them being a little bit buoyant so that because uh, I, I think I forget. I think the ones one of the ones I tried last year, this is a VMC one. Mm -hmm. And um, but I, I had some white ones and I can't remember where I got them. Oh, I, and I had uh, Mike Reinhold from uh, Kayak Anglers of Central PA. Yep. He makes his own. And um, I tried that was actually what I used most of last year. I actually forgot I even had those. Those are still upstairs, but I lost I think I bought two or three bags from him and I lost probably 90% of them. Um, but they, they weren't as buoyant. Um, I maybe just didn't have as much hair as some of these do or the different types of hair, but um, I was having a lot of problems with snagging those up and losing them. But uh, um, I, I'm, that's why I'm kind of excited because I think these do seem like they'd be a little more buoyant and, and maybe, you know, a little easier to keep from getting hung up quite as much. Yeah, lighter weight, I mean, and he's using multiple different types of, of hair in them, too. And also, you know, the way he does it, too, he's got the two longer feathers and it almost like claws for that crayfish presentation, too. Yep, yep. 
But uh, yeah, just the way he makes. I mean, like I said, he's kind of a mad scientist. I mean, I don't know. He's always caught up with crazy lures and stuff. And hey, let's try this. And that's why we go out in the boat. Just basically, we'll spend a day in the boat, catch like one fish, just because we're going through different lures, trying different patterns and stuff, seeing if stuff will, spinners will spin and certain hairs will flutter. But again, like I said, these I'm not. I mean, again, for the river. Is different. I mean, if you like a striper jig, again, you're looking more of a bucktail, a stiffer fur. But this stuff, again, like marabou, like the old school marabou. If you, I was I was digging through a tackle box the other day. It was actually my wife's grandfather's tackle box. Probably, I think it's probably 60 or 70 years old with little old, old, old marabous. And they're tied tied up to the jig head. Again, like this stuff is. Right. That's what it is. And yeah. marabou, that, those have so much action to it. That's the type of material we're looking for and again the craft fur stuff is the same feels the same way but like a softer more you know flexible type of fur and if you can get something that floats that just even that much better right right that sounds like money for sure yeah um as far as like your setup for throwing these um guessing spinning rod uh you do braid to leader or do you do straight fluoro or what are you throwing that on? i'm usually throwing on a medium light action uh, spin and combo, usually 20 pounder lower braid with like a two foot fluoro leader, maybe eight, 10 pounds. And again, the lightest you can get, the better. Uh, and only problem you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to snap them off a lot on the rocks or you're going to hook a carp and break off. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you, that, that's what you want to do because you want to get the best action. And if you can get out and actually find a deeper hole and vertical jig into it, again, that lighter line, it's, it, it's a ticket, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't go very heavy on it because it's not, not going to have the action. Okay, that no, that definitely, that, and that sounds pretty much like my net rig setup. So, um, sounds like that would kind of it's be easy to basically throw on there. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, trying to think of um, what else, uh, what other applications you would use that in. Um, I, obviously, the river makes sense just because of. The current is going to give that hair action to itself. Do you do you fish a lot of lakes, or would you use them in lakes as much? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, anything you where you might be using like a big silicone skirted jig, you can use a hair jig. Uh, you may remember it was a few years back. I know Jacob Wheeler. I think was a Chickamauga. He actually won a tournament with with hair jigs. And we're talking for the for the largemouth. You're talking. You're going to the bigger again. It's basically the same size setup jig as you would with a with a bat like a larger bass jig. But you can use the same thing, and it's usually something you're going to get action. No one else is going to be throwing. But absolutely, you know, for for lake fishing, you can absolutely pick them up on it. So I mean, it, it'll catch anything. I mean, again, you're looking at, you know, it'll if you use a different, you know, basically you're looking at crayfish in the rivers or, you know, shiners and bait fish. You're still simulating like a dying bait fish if you're in a lake. But absolutely. And you, and you can tie, if you're tying your own, you can tie them on a on a weedless jig head. Uh, that actually works. Sometimes I'll do that when I'm tying them for the river too. But uh, just size it just like you would the, the silicone skirted jig. And it, you'll be surprised. I know, um, you know, Fish Labs even coming out with their own line, I think. You know, I mean, there's going to be different, you know, bigger companies are starting to buy in to the whole hair jig thing. It's like a big flashback. Right. But, I was going to yeah. say everything that's old is new again, you know, because people OG lure. come back to it. Um, I, I had uh, this was one another one of the wake up jigs I I'd, I'd bought. It's actually silver. 
with like mm -hmm. a little bit of blue and i thought that would be a perfect like bait fish kind of imitation so that was why i picked that up yeah he um, just started tying that color a couple weeks ago yeah okay um and and i, I was talking to a, an older gentleman about how they used to do it he could use squirrel tails and the squirrel tails because it was that same kind of uh, tail uh, because it was a lot longer fur but uh, he was like we would save all of the squirrel tails and you know just hand tie them and I was curious like when you hand tie them what do you tie them to the jig head with yeah yeah what what do you tie the hair to the jig head with <sighs> To be honest, I kind of cheat a lot. I do use a lot of different snaps and things of that nature. Okay. Uh, if I'm running and gunning and changing a lot. But uh, just any of your standard knots. I mean, there's nothing to me. I, I, I tie pretty tight directly to, to the eye. I mean, there's nothing really, you know, nothing's really special that I do with it. But, uh, yeah, I usually tie my fluoro directly to the, to the lure. I mean, um, how do you attach the the that like that strip of fur to the jig head how do you do that oh the strip okay gotcha <laughs> so with me what i'm actually doing with it i'm taking a jig head and i'm obviously i'm using fly tying vices and equipment with bobbins okay. and everything but okay. uh, i'm actually using a, i'll put a little bit of the thread on the jig head then i actually take a little small amount of super glue on it to hold that strip and again this is a craft fur that i'm usually using to super glue it down and then tying it off but i mean it, it's it's kind of idiot proof i mean if, okay. you, if you if you want to learn to tie flies <laughs> start with a hair jig you can't really yeah. mess it up no I mean, yeah after talking to mike a little bit about it i was like it seems like it's not rocket science so i, I figured i could give it a try and then I was uh, following my wife to the craft store looking for marabou. And, um, <laughs> but I, and interestingly enough, I heard um, uh, of a gentleman who was taking marabou and a, uh, a bobbin pusher and actually pushing it into his TRD to give. So he would kind of implant the, the uh, marabou into the TRD. So it was kind of sticking out, kind of doing the same thing. There was somebody that was actually carrying that. I'm sure somebody listening to this and watching it's going to know what it is. But I've actually seen that where they're actually like, like a hybrid, you know, Ned Rig hair jig. And I know I've seen them down south. I haven't seen them locally. I haven't seen many people using it up here. But I know I've seen them. And at least I think I've seen somebody with it at iCast. I do. Yeah, and I think, I, um, I think, um, oh, uh, who makes the Ned Rig? Uh Drawing a blank. Uh, Z-Man. Z-Man makes a. Uh, they make a uh, a nail weight that has a silicone like uh, hairs coming off of it that you can put on to kind of do that too. But this guy was actually taking all out marabou and pushing it through the Ned rig, so it kind of had marabou sticking out of it. Basically, that's really that's, cool. That's interesting too. So definitely something to keep in mind. Another thing to try. Um, kind of gives you the same effect, though, though not quite as as poofy or as as much moving as you're going to get from a straight like puffball hair jig there. And um, one of our show sponsors, uh, Cody Jennings at uh, Jig Masters, he actually does some drop shots that have marabou tied onto them as oh, well. Cool. So those are pretty neat. Um, I picked up a few of those from him, uh, so I haven't had a chance to try those either, but. Uh, marabou seems like pretty magic stuff as far as uh you know attaching it to lures is concerned because it does I mean, have it, a 
it sounds almost comical when people are like, dude, you're just using hair on a hook. And then I get out there and I catch fish on and they're just blown away. And again, if that's the pattern they're looking for, that's what they're going to hit. I mean, you know, I, I do a lot of videos with my buddy uh, Nick, and that's what we're using. I mean, we use basically we'll go through the whole winter and all we're using are hair jigs and blade baits. I was going to ask you in colder waters if there's anything else. Oddly enough, tomorrow night and for the fall, this is going to air next Monday. Um, this is it's Saturday night for those of you kind of just checking in. Um, I'm going to I'm interviewing uh, Toast tonight and I'm interviewing Jeff Little tomorrow for the cool. following week. Um, I think I'm going to talk to him about, uh, you know, suspending jerk baits and stuff like that. But uh, I was curious, you know, I, I knew blade bait was definitely something else that I've tried. Um, I've actually had a little bit more success with that than I have with the hair jig, but uh, um, still either way, um, not a ton of success. So I was going to ask you what other, if there's any other techniques that you tend to, you know, shoot for, for colder weather. But yeah, we'll go all winter long, use a hair jig. Uh, to be totally honest, I'll tell you exactly what I use. Hair jigs, blade baits, small spoons, really small spoons, almost like ice fishing type of tackle. Um, and then uh, I will still pull out a Ned rig sometimes if I'm not getting any hits. You know, we'll pull out Ned rigs and grubs and soft plastics. I mean, honestly, I'd even throw a gulp or something I mean, i'll try anything in the winter because i mean you're you're gonna basically go out there shooting whatever you got whatever ammo you got you're gonna be throwing it down range at them but uh usually if nothing else works the hair jig still will and then i'd probably put the blade baits just above that and again it's in the same type of area that we're using we're looking for in those deeper areas uh you're more calm water where you're just getting out of there hunkering down and taking their winter vacation and that's where you're going to pick them up. But those are usually what I use. Those are smaller presentations, again, usually on a smaller jig head or the smaller, you can get a smaller blade bait. That's what we're typically using. Again, I mean, I know a couple guys that won't even stop throwing spinner baits during the winter. I'm like, that's cool. Go for it. But uh, I like boat and fish. So, <laughs> I was going to say that that was the one thing about this technique is I that you're not going to be covering a ton of water quickly, at least uh, from you know my experience. But um, as long as you can kind of isolate where you think they will be. Um, and I think that's that's part of the battle. Like last year, I was trying in, you know, the deeper parts of the river by me, like the 10 foot deep sections. But there's just so much water to cover. Um, I did catch, like I said, I caught one uh, on the air jig last year. But um, that was probably out of uh, a dozen trips out before, you know, from November through December through the end of the year. Um, my, one of my goals last year was to catch a fish every month of the year. And I caught my last fish, uh, like November, second week of November. And I didn't catch another fish till March. But like I said, I had been out quite a few times, including Lake Redmond, the river. Um, and so it wasn't for lack of trying. So, um, but I think a lot of times I was fishing too fast. Um, although, uh, you would think a spinnerbait would be, I mean, even if you're slow rolling a spinnerbait, you're still going to be moving it. So, you dig just jigging and dragging it on the bottom. But I mean, you probably did have other bass hit you and you thought they were just snags or a leaf or something. Because I mean, when they're picking these up in the dead of winter, it's it's just a little bit of weight on the line. I mean, you're not, and sometimes they're swimming right at you really slow and you don't even notice they're there. I mean, I, you know, I mean, 
the day that I was out using these on that video, they were actually extremely aggressive. It was a couple of days later when Nick and I were out in his boat. And again, we were in a creek mouth, deep creek mouth up against the main flow of the river. And uh, they were just really, I mean, you couldn't tell a difference if you had like a big, you know, small twig or a bunch of leaves or bass. Uh, so you you're just hook set on everything or, or how do you kind of, you just feel the weight and you, you just lay down on them. Okay. You know, you just set the hook and hope you're not breaking off. <laughs> That's the thing. And then they're just really subtle pickups when they're, and again, we're talking super, super cold water, but you don't even know they're there. You probably did have them on there. Okay. But they're just, babe, just picking it up and holding it. Interesting. You know? Well, and I, I have upgraded my, my rods a little bit. Um, definitely have a little bit more sensitivity now. So I'm hoping that'll help too. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward. I, uh, depending on the weather tomorrow, I might, might try and get out because I have a little bit of time. But uh, I'm definitely interested to. I want to try and catch a fish, you know, every month this year. Uh, and I've been doing good so far. I I caught one last week, so um, I got definitely got November taken care of. So now we'll have to see as we get into December if I can keep it going. But well, hit me up. I mean, that's honestly that's why I got the jet boat re like a few months back. I didn't get it for the summer because I'm still doing the kayaks and the tournaments and the stuff of the kayaks, but I got it so that when it's like, you know, just above freezing water temperatures, I don't have to squeeze into a dry suit. No, you know, no, that part that. does so, get old. <laughs> yeah. So open invite for you. If you want oh, to try man. It. January, February, we'll be out there as long as there's not ice chunks the size of Volkswagen floating down the <laughs> river, we're going to be in the boat. And then you're awesome. welcome always to join me, man. Open okay. invite. Dude, I, I don't promise fish. I don't promise hey, to catch anything. Yeah, you you've heard my history, so uh, you know, <laughs> I I you know any it's only up from here. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, um, uh, any other things you can think of? Any little tips or anything with the hair jigs that you we can add on to this? I think we've covered a lot. You know, and you know, I I feel definitely more comfortable now um, than I did. You know, maybe. I, I wasn't throwing it. I was kind of just soaking it, you know, um, and not necessarily in, in eddies or anything like that. I was just kind of going to the, what I thought was the deepest part and, you know, just dragging it on the bottom. So I definitely am going to kind of, I'm going to treat it more like a Ned rig and mm -hmm. throw it where I would throw a Ned rig and just see what kind of luck I get. So yeah, those, those just those deep stretches, those deep stagnant holes. And again, if there's ledge rock up against it, just throw it out there. And if you think you're you're going too slow, go slower. You know, you're almost dead sticking it. And just let the current flutter that fur around a little bit. And, you know, if you feel a little bit of weight, you know, hammer them. Because that away. might be a fish. A good chance of a fish because you won't know a difference half the time with these. Especially gotcha. if you're talking like 35 degree water. Yep. Yep. And I, I just saw somebody posted 42 degrees uh, in between us. So it's definitely getting there quick. It was uh, 44 it, last weekend, I think. Okay. Yep. Like in Sealands Grove area. Okay. Yeah. This I, I think this was uh, just north of Harrisburg that I saw a guy post it. He saw he was seeing 42, and yeah. So it's no doubt going to be you know at least that colder, if not colder. So. Well, the cool thing with these two is if you don't catch a bass or catch a walleye. Yeah. That, you, then you, the walleyes will tear them up too. I mean uh, that that's a cool thing. You when the in the river in the dead of winter. You don't know what you're going to catch. And again, you might snag a giant carp, 
<laughs> hey, it counts as a fish to me, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, that's the, that's one of the things I love the most about the river is there is so many different things you can catch. Um, you know, you can't. Sometimes you never know what you're going to pull up. But uh, right. Cool. All right. Um, well, uh, I think that's about all I have. Um, I wanted to give you a, a chance to shout out, you know, uh, Fish Acker and where folks can find you again, obviously. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. If you go on to fishyacker.com, uh, the Fish Yacker YouTube channel, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, all, all over Facebook. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, I post a lot in the Pennsylvania Kayak Fishing Association. But uh, I'm all over the place. I think I'm pretty easy to find. And uh, yeah, I'm always looking for company on the water, whether it be the kayak or on a powerboat. Definitely, know, definitely. Invite. And uh, I'll make it even either, easier for the folks to find you. I'll put a link to fishyacker.com um, cool. on, on the, in the show notes. Also, I'm going to include a, a link to um, a Wake Up Jigging so you guys can check out their, their site. Uh, again, super friendly folks. Um, I, when I messaged them, they got right back to me, gave me pricing and, you know, I placed an order and it was at my door. Now I'm a lot closer than some of the listeners might be, but still it got here super quick and, you know, super happy with them too. So, um, check out the show notes for that link as well. And, um, awesome, John, I, I will get back in touch with you about maybe, uh, you know, taking a ride on your jet boat. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun. Win. Cool, man. Cool. Um, Thanks again for uh, joining me. And uh, until next time, everyone, this has been the Best Fishing for Noob segment on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> that was an excellent closing by Cook by the way. Cool. <laughs> that was good. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com 